0: We've been working through, um, uh, really, I guess in a sense maybe it's a series, I don't know, I guess I didn't necessarily start it to be a series, but we've been, you know, declaring this year be, being the year of the overcomer, and so we have, um, you know, we started in 1 John chapter 5, and let in fact, let's go back there, 1 John 5, and uh, we've been kind of diving into this every week a little bit at a time and uh, drawing some things out of it and then uh, really just kind of taking uh, you know, these first several weeks of the year, kind of taking this time to uh, really move us toward getting a mindset, a victory mindset, a mindset that we are overcomers yes. and that we have the potential to walk as an overcomer in everything, hallelujah, that we have to face. Amen, Amen to that. And so we're going to go ahead and look at that uh, reference again, 1 John 5, and let's go to verse 4, hallelujah, we're going to read verses 4 and 5, I believe, amen, let's see if I can get my notes back up here, here we go. So 1 John 5, verse 4 says, for whatever, everybody say "whatever." whatever, whatever is born of God, in other words, comes out of God, literally means, you know, literally something that has been conceived of God, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. The word overcome here, nikeo, uh, which comes out of the root word Nike, which is also that word victory in this uh, text. Uh, But it means to subdue, to conquer, to prevail, to get the victory or gain the victory. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, you've been born of God. Now, it says whatever is born of God, all right? Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So whatever comes out of or conceived out of God has overcoming power in it. Let's read through it, and we'll come back to that. And this is the victory, hallelujah, Nike, okay? This is the victory, the means of victory or the means of success, amen? This is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? It's our faith, all right, our believing, our confidence in, our reliance upon. This word here is the Greek word pistis, okay, which means to rely, depend, to have confidence, assurance, amen, to, uh, you know, just to believe upon or believe within, amen. So to believe, amen, it's your believing, amen, believing what? Believing what it just says here. It's you believing that you're the overcomer. It's you believing you have the victory, amen, that gives you your victory. All right? You have to believe that. All right? Now, we'll make more sense before we're done here today. Verse 5, amen, says, Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. Now, chapter 4 and verse 4 says that you've been born of God. You're of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You are. All right? And that... Uh, you know, in you, amen, it says that in you the greater one dwells on the inside of you and greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You have seeds of greatness on the inside of you, amen. You've been designed, amen, to, to conquer. You know, you've been, uh, you know, you've been, in a sense, been uh, put together and built, amen, to be overcomers, amen. Why? Because you are of God. You are born out of God. Now, back to uh, verse 4 again. Put that verse 4 up there. And it says, whatever is born of God. So, now, how many know it isn't, it isn't just referring to just people, you and me? Right. See, it says, whatever. Now, you know, earlier, or, you know, in chapter 4 and also a little later here, it says, whoever. So, we know that whoever is born of God overcomes the world. But then this verse says, whatever is born of God. That's right. Somebody say, well, am I a whatever? Well, I, there's some days I might wonder. But whatever. So what else comes out of God? The Word of God comes out of God. So the Word has within it overcoming power. Right? I mean, we can go the Spirit of God. Hmm? Out of the Spirit of God, there's overcoming power. The armor of God. Right? Out of the armor, amen, within that armor is overcoming power. And we can go on and on. Grace, amen, comes out of God. Amen. So grace has overcoming power. Anything and whatever comes out of God or been born of God has overcomer written all over it. All right. Come on. Give the Lord a praise. Somebody. Amen. So you have been born of God. Amen. So you have stamped on you overcomer. That's part of your identity now. Amen. Now, see, uh, a lot of times, you know, we got things going on and pressure hits you and, and all the stuff that happens just in everyday life. In other words, the world and all that the world brings sometimes wants to bog you down, pull you back, whatever. But you have stamped on you, amen, part of your identity is you are an overcomer. You conquer. You prevail. You gain the victory. Amen. You do. Amen. So, amen. So you are of God. Amen. Now, of God, what would that mean? Well, uh, out of the realm of God, we could say maybe. Um, And God resides within a realm of possibility. It's a truth. All things are possible. That's what it says about it. All things are possible. So, so in, in the realm of God, anything having to do with God in that realm is potential or possibility. Anything can happen. I said anything can happen. Amen. This word, okay, you've heard me say before, uh, you know, is, is a language. It's a language of God, it's a language of potential or a language of possibility, a language where all things are possible. So God is trying to get you to connect with His language, right? Because out there in the world, there's a whole other language. And I'm not talking about Spanish or French or, you know, Italian or, or English, for that matter. I'm talking about a language of the world, and everything wrapped around in that language is a language of limits. So God is saying, listen, you've been born of God. This word is born of God. The Spirit born of God. Amen. Oh, we can go on and on. all that born of God. It's all a part of a realm of possibility. And when you tie into that, you overcome. every single time. You're not limited. Amen. You begin to overcome. Now let's go, to, um, let's go to Romans, Romans chapter 10 please, hallelujah, hallelujah, Romans chapter 10, Trudy went to Romans 10 last week, amen, didn't she do an awesome job last week, amen, talking about the word being heaven's, uh, uh, what's that, currency. currency, yes, thank you, heaven's currency, that was good. Hallelujah. Now, Romans 10, verse 17. Every time I, I sat down to, to get this message together, it came out different, so I don't have a clue what's going to happen here today. <laughs> I gave her a bunch of verses so just let's hope that these work. <laughs> and so, because uh, I was going to focus more on words today, which we might touch on, but uh, I, I felt like as we... As the morning went on, I felt like uh, we're going to pull on this thing about, amen, from the, the realm of possibility here, amen? Okay, so, verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, amen. So, First uh, John 5, again, told us that your victory, in other words, your means of success, your Nike, right, your, your victory, amen. Is in your faith. It's you believing. So the more you believe in that which is born of God, the more you operate in that realm which is born of God. Amen? All right. So your faith. Now, how does faith come? We're just just a little bit of a review. How faith comes is what? By hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. It just means to take in the information. Amen. Take in Uh, all that which is being spoken. Of course, in context, he's dealing with the Word of God. And in context of Romans 10, he's talking about having faith in the words of God, in the gospel, come on, because you can have faith in something else. Because, I mean, you could have faith in CNN. I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, you could have faith in, in Geraldo. Or an Oprah, nothing wrong. They're probably great people. Okay, we're not taking away from who they are. They might be wonderful people. I'm sure they probably are. And uh, but uh, you know, just because uh, you know one of them said something doesn't doesn't mean that that's what we put our faith on. Come on, are you with me? But the word, and in context, he's saying if you want to have faith in this word which is a part of that which is born of God, has come out of a realm of possibility that if you want to have the faith to believe that, if you want to have, amen, faith, hallelujah, in the fact that you are an overcomer, then you're going to have to keep on hearing and hearing and hearing from that which comes out of that realm of possibility. Okay? Okay. If we're going to hear everything else, then you're you're going to constantly struggle. You're going to constantly stumble in this thing. The whole time, you might even have a little bit of head knowledge. And don't get me wrong, we want to have some head knowledge. We want our minds renewed to what God has to say. But the key is, in fact, if we back up, uh, let's go to like verse 9 and 10 here. Let's see here. Let's back up to verse 8. Let's try that one, verse 8. But what does it say? This is, of course, talking about the righteousness of faith. It says the word is near you, it is in your what? Mouth, mouth and in your, in your heart. heart. That is what the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9 now. Amen. Says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you notice it's got to be in two places here. Come on now. You got to believe in your heart, you got to confess something out your mouth. Are you still with me? Okay that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Okay, that word saved there, sozo. Okay, verse 10. Here's the principle. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation, soteria. It's the Greek word. S-O-T-E-R-I-A. And it just means uh, full, full deliverance or total deliverance. It means health, wholeness preservation, safety, protection. It just It's just a full meal deal. So I always like to just look at it as the full meal deal, right? If I'm going to pull up to McDonald's if they're offering a full meal deal. I, I'll say it whether I want to have it or not. It doesn't matter. I want the full meal deal. Supersize me. Whatever. Because it's offered. Amen? So I'm going to take it. Praise God. Well, God says, listen, there's a, there's a supersize available. There's a, a full meal deal available. Now, the reason that that's worthy of mentioning is because a lot of times you read like verse 9 and 10 here, and we automatically just assume it's talking about the born-again experience. You made Jesus Lord of your life. Amen. You believed in your heart, and you confessed out your mouth. Am I right? That's how it happened, didn't it? We're not taking away from that, but that's just the beginning of it. I said that's just the beginning of it. The same way you get any kind of breakthrough in your life is the same way you got born again. You believe in your heart, and you confess something out your mouth. It never changes, all right? So he's saying here that, you know, in order to have the faith to believe whatever it is that you're in need of, whatever that full meal deal that you need to draw from the full meal deal, whatever it is that you have to have, whatever it is you need to overcome— you get it the same way you got born again. The greatest miracle that could ever happen to a human being is making Jesus Lord of their life. That's right. A born again experience meant a new spirit man. Come on somebody. You went from being hell bound to heaven bound in a second. Hallelujah. And you didn't know nothing. And yet you got the greatest miracle Amen. that could ever happen to anybody just because you said, oh okay. Somebody says you need Jesus, and you said you're right. Right? Right. And so they said something or you heard something and you believed it in your heart. It wasn't that difficult. You didn't have to. What are you doing? Trying to get that in my heart. It wasn't hard. You just took it in, you heard it, you received it, came in through an ear gate, an eye gate, whatever brought it, come on in, and you received it. You heard. Something from that realm of possibility. And then you turned and you made a confession out your mouth, even though you had no idea what you were doing, but you did it somewhere along. You made a confession saying, I'm received Jesus. And you got born again. And he's trying to tell us, praise God, that everything, verse 10 is talking about the principle of it: that with a heart one believes. Unto rights, In other words, right standing. So you're believing in your heart. The heart being the, the core, the center, uh, it means the, the seat of control. Uh, it's not talking about the, the blood pump. It's talking about, it's talking about really the will of man, the core of man, everything, this, all the decision making, everything comes out of the heart of man, is what God, or what Jesus said. Everything comes out. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All comes out of the heart of man. So if you're feeding on a bunch of ugly, guess what? Out comes ugly. You feed on good, what comes out? All comes out good. He said out of the abundance of the heart, right, your mouth's going to speak. A lot comes out. uh, Proverbs talks about uh, all the issues of life come out of the heart of man. And some people have a lot of issues. Well, it could be because there's a, a lot in there in that heart. Come on, somebody. Maybe all your life, that's what you've been feeding on, drawing on, believing in. Come on now, now we're not we're not making light of it, and we're not trying to, uh, you know, somehow, uh, you know, belittle anybody based on those kind of things. It's just all our life, certain things feed in. It comes in, and out of that, then whatever realm that comes out of feeds in here, and then everything that comes out of your life, then. Whether it be through word or action, is going to be fed out of that. Amen. So it's not complicated, but what God's trying to do is get us, amen, through our faith in Him or our faith in overcoming whatever it is, that if we will do the same principle by feeding on that out of that realm, amen, that we will turn and speak forth words out of that realm. Come on, somebody. I guarantee you, you get overcoming power all the time. Are you still with me? All right. All right. So, praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're going to get this. Hallelujah. Now, let's, uh, let's see. Where do I want to go from here? Let's back up um, to verse 6. So we'll stay in the same chapter for a few minutes. And um, so we're talking about, amen, a faith, amen, hallelujah, a faith that's our victory. Our faith is our victory, amen, when it comes time to overcoming. All right, so verse 6 says this, but the righteousness of faith, in other words, faith that's working right, believing that's working right, confidence that's working right. Assurance that's working right. Um, reliance that's working right. Dependence on God that's working right. Okay? Speaks in this way. So it tells you first off what not to say, and then it'll go on to tell you what to say. So faith that works right speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Did you... Does it, Y'all get that? It says, don't say this. Are we on the same page? This is necessary because we're going to talk about if we're going to overcome, then if we're going to overcome, and the way to overcome is through your faith, and the way your faith works is you get something right in the heart and it comes right out the mouth, you overcome. So, you're you, right. So, we want to put the right thing in our heart so the right thing comes out of our mouth. Why? So, we overcome. But if the wrong thing's coming out your mouth, chances are the wrong thing's been fed into the heart. Come on, somebody. And now the wrong thing's coming out, and as a result, we don't overcome. We get mad at God, get mad at the preacher, get mad at everybody else. How come it never works for me? Blah, 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 blah. I know it's none of you guys. It's, it's the people watching by Internet and listening by Internet. I know it's none of you. Just work with me. Just act like you, you got it all. Right? So... Faith that's working right isn't going to be saying this kind of... In other words, calling God or calling Jesus down to come heal you or deliver you is not the right thing to say. Let's try another verse. Verse 7. Or, in other words, don't say this either who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now, you're not supposed to say that either. Somebody said, well, I don't even know what half them words mean. Why would I say it? Well, let me sum it up for you then. All right. It means you want Jesus to go pay another price for whatever it is you need. Right now, he's seated together right now with the Father in heavenly places. Come on, somebody. He's already seated. He's not going to come down, do anything more than he's already done. He's already paid the price. He don't have to go back to the cross again. He doesn't have to die again. Come on. There's no more more of that going to happen. No more of that's going to happen. So we might as well receive what he's already done. So what does a faith that works right, what what, what does it say? Okay, so verse verse, uh, 6. Pardon me, verse 6. Oh, verse 8. You're right. You were right. I was wrong. Verse six. No, verse 8. Okay. But what does it say? The Word. What, 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 what? Oh, the Word. Okay, let's read it again. But what does it say? The wine is near you and in your mouth. No. What is it? The word, right? The word. All right, so the word. So what is what is it now? It's that which has been born of God, spoke from God. Come on, somebody. Born, amen. Of a realm of possibility. Amen. So what he's trying to do is get that in here working in the heart and get it coming out your mouth. Why? Because then we can get overcoming power working. Because it's necessary what you're saying. Come on, it's 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 necessary to say the right thing. Right? Yeah, we'll show you here in a minute. Okay, but what does it say? The word is near you. It's where? In your mouth. And where? In your heart. heart. And that is the word of faith which we preach. Of course, that's Paul talking. He said, what we're talking about, this is what we're dealing with. If you get this thing going, hallelujah, you get it in your mouth, you get it in your heart, guess what? You'll get overcoming power. Are you still with me? Now, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, please. 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, please. Now, Fight the good fight of faith. A fight of faith. So There's a fight of faith. There's a fight of faith. So uh, what's our victory? Our faith. our faith. Okay, but it's a fight. Well, I, I, I wasn't looking for no fight. I, I, you know, I, I was just kind of wanting to just kind of live this thing and be all, you know, good and not have any issues and have any problems. And I just wanted to just work, man. I mean, shouldn't it just work? I mean, no, there's a fight. Yeah. I said, there's a fight. So I thought, you know, I'm going to look up the word fight, you know, because, you know, you kind of have an idea, but, you know, it's like, you know, just in case, you know, maybe there's something spiritual in it we can draw from it. Fight. Fight means what? Yep. It does say more. It says, compete for a prize. So what's the prize? Well, the prize would be whatever it is you're trying to overcome and what we're dealing with, you know, in in this text. But so, what is it you're trying to overcome? What is it you're trying to uh, to gain the victory in? Okay, so in order for that means you, you know you have to you have to uh, you have to uh, what it say? Compete for a prize. Okay, it means to contend with an adversary. I mean, know you have an adversary, and just because you made Jesus Lord of your life doesn't mean that He leaves you alone. He's pretty deceptive. Now, when you know who you are, you can keep him at bay, keep him under your foot. Amen. That's wonderful. Amen. But you just have to understand that anything that you're trying to press in and get victory over, amen, you got an opposition. You got opposition. It's a fight. And anybody that's in a fight, anybody that's in battle has to understand you're gonna get shot at. It's inevitable. So the more you get it working in your heart, the more you get it coming out your mouth, amen, the more you walk in victory, all right? So it is a fight. It says fight the good fight, all right? So it means to compete for a prize, to contend with an adversary. It means an endeavor to accomplish something or an endeavor to accomplish a thing, okay, whatever it is. Now, the Passion Translation says there is a battle raging. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Amen. Fight with faith, all right? So this is what he's trying to say here, okay? There's a fight, but, amen, it's a good fight of faith. Why? Because with faith, you always win. Amen. That makes it a good fight. It makes it a good fight. So he tells you in this text how to fight a good fight of faith. Now, you don't want to fight a bad fight of faith. It's just a thought, right? Right? See what, right? I mean, so the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say, you know, I will, uh, or, uh, who, who shall ascend into the heavens to bring Christ down? Who's going to go into the abyss to bring Christ up? But what does it say? No, it says, no, the word is in my mouth and in my heart, and it will produce. Amen. That's a good fight. All right. So fight the good fight of faith. And it tells you here, lay hold, seize something, seize, lay hold on eternal life to which you were called. Now the word eternal life uh, would yeah, the other words that they're using that same exact uh, Greek word there as everlasting life, eternal life, or perpetual it means perpetual life. The word life is the Greek word zoe, which means absolute life. Okay? It means the God kind of life. We could even say the abundant life that you're called to. So he said, lay hold on it. Now, some would say, well, if I lay hold of it, that means I die and I go to heaven. Well, because a lot of times you think about eternal life, you instantly start thinking about heaven maybe. And it's not referring to that. It's talking about a quality of life you live right here. In fact, uh, John 17, verse 3, Jesus defined eternal life. He said, this is eternal life, is knowing the one true God. And the one in whom he sent. That's eternal life. So eternal life began, this quality of life that you were called to began the minute you made Jesus Lord of your life. Now, we're not taking away for the fact that someday, I guarantee you, when you get to heaven, it's going to be way cooler, way better, all that kind of stuff. We get all that. Amen. Because there's an absence of, well, you know, the devil wasn't invited. So, you know, he's gone. And all the world's systems and ways they're all gone so you can imagine what life's going to be like just with all that mess gone and this body <laughs> I mean I, I, I don't know how you know do you instantly get better looking and everything works better Hey Hallelujah look at the abs now man I, I don't know I don't know how that works but uh, you know I guess they they, they know you're there so I don't know maybe so if you go to heaven with a pop belly do you end up with a pop belly? I don't know. What a thought. I think we'll get rid of that one. I don't know. That just brought a form of depression right there. I just got to cast that down. Hallelujah. Anyway, anyway, you lay hold. You seize. he's talking about right now, lay hold onto that quality of life, that eternal life to which you were called. Well, how do you do that? By tapping into all that which is born out of The possibility are born out of God. So you grab hold of that. So, in other words, get it working in your heart. And what else? And have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So he says here that this is how you fight a good fight. You're going to have to lay hold of what's yours. Don't let the enemy talk you out of it. So you got to get it working in you. So if you're reaching for a victory, you got to get victory-minded. You gotta get victory believing. You gotta get victory talking. Come on, somebody. You're gonna lay hold, you're gonna seize what's yours. So that means I ain't gonna let the enemy take any more from me. Right. Yeah. Oh. Amen. So you gotta settle that. That's the that's where it starts. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to settle that and lay hold on it. But then not only do you get it working on the inside, you're gonna have to make sure confession. Come on, there's a good confession, which means there's also a bad confession. And it even says in the presence of many witnesses, meaning that, you know, this is you've got to start doing it all the time. I'll try this side over here. You've got to have to do it all the time. You know, when, when you're in front of the preacher, uh, most people, anyway, not everybody, but most people, when they know you're the preacher man, they they, it's amazing how their vocab changes. The beer gets slid behind them. The cigarette gets dropped. Come on, somebody! I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not here to condemn you about any of that mess. That's that's your business. That's between you and Jesus. But uh, you know, but it is amazing when the pastor man shows up. How all of a sudden, durst thou knowest how wonderful <laughs> it is to live hereeth on earth. <laughs> like some. Shakespearean play or something, I don't know. But the point is, it doesn't matter about what, because because, see, anybody can kind of change a vocab and say a few things when the right people are standing around. The problem is it's in the presence of many witnesses. Amen. means even when you're at home, even when you're next to your spouse. You mean he knows about that? How did the children of Israel turn an 11-day walk into a 40-year excursion? Right here. Right here. Because it wasn't good confessions coming out. When Moses was there, when it was time with, uh, when the, uh, the whole uh, the, their time of worship, they'd all come out and step outside their tents and they could look over there at the tent of meeting. They'd see the pillar of cloud, uh, you know, by, uh, by, by day and a pillar of fire by night. They, they, the present, they'd all could stand up. they all put on their little little spiritual whatever. Come on, somebody. But the problem was when they walked back in the tent, the word said they murmured, griped, and complained. That is not a good confession. All right, come on, somebody. And you may say, you may think you're justified in it, and we're not justified in it. Because if you want to, if listen, faith, amen, your faith is what, amen, is your victory. Come on. Your faith is your victory. If you want a victory, if you want to overcome something, you want to gain the victory, it's going to have to be through faith that works right. If faith don't work right. Then you, you go on and you stumble and you strain and you, you get all upset because you're hit and miss and sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. You go up, and maybe somebody's got an anointing on them, you get a little breakthrough, a little, you know, a little little, a little breather. And then you have to walk back out and live this thing. Come on now. Now we're not we're not, we're not making light of it, we're just saying, listen, what, there's a difference between a good confession and a bad confession. Good confession, amen. The word confession in itself uh, is made up of two words, uh, homos logios, okay, which means same word. So, two words come together. Those two words come together, same word. It, when it comes together, it means a covenant acknowledgement, okay? A covenant declaration or acknowledgement. And so, what you have here is words, come on, from your covenant, okay? And so what he's saying is this. A good confession is going to say this. Well, I don't feel like saying that. It's your faith. Come on now. It's your faith that is, is what you gain your victory from. So if you want to overcome something, then there's a right way of doing it and there's a wrong way of doing it. That's all, okay? It's not complicated, but, but I do know and you know, we all know, that under pressure, sometimes that mouth will get us in trouble every single time. Came through a couple weeks of just dealing with uh, back issues, and and boy, you know, and you, you know, you have one minute. I'm bless the Lord, I'm healed. Next minute, oh my God, Lord, come down and touch my fevered brow, please take this away. For some reason, it didn't go away because it's a not a good confession. Because he's already done, paid a price. He doesn't have to come down anymore. He doesn't have to die again and pay some kind of, you know, there doesn't have to be shed blood again. Come on, somebody. He's already paid a price. So what do you do in pressure moments? Well, you you keep confessing the good confession. So what does that mean? That means, amen, this word, amen, that you've been putting in your heart, I said, this word that you've been putting in your heart, that was weak, this word that you've been putting in your heart, why? Because you've been taking it in yeah. through the ear gates, the eye gates, amen, you've been watching, listening, taking it in, what's going on right now? Well, right now we're, we're putting forth word, amen. Hallelujah. That which is born of God, that which is born out of, a, uh, out of a, a realm of possibility, we're now trying to implement, put that into your ear gates and your eye gates. Come on, somebody. Amen. Why? Because so we can get it down in the heart, we begin to work some things. We get enough of that working in here out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth automatically speaks. Come on now. It's a fight. Let's go back to that word. Fight. Well I'm tired. It's a fight. It is a fight. It is a fight. You know, you know, we I I think we have a tendency sometimes to think, you know, just be, well, God, I'm tired. Devil, stop it. Now I'm not trying to be belittling there, so if that sounded too sarcastic, I apologize, but. But you know as well as I do. That's kind of how we get sometimes. We get a little tired. <laughs> Just take it away, Lord. Lord. Bring healing. Bring bring prosperity or whatever. Bring 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 the money in, whatever. I mean, and and bring, bring. And there's so much of what we're asking for that's already, unless it's a verse, I'd say, you know, you better go back and find what the verse has to say about it. Come on, somebody. Otherwise, we might be making a bad confession. And, I, you know, people they get, want to get upset about, you know, this confession stuff. Dude. We're not making nothing up. It's just there's a way that works. And there's a way that don't work. And a faith that works, amen, hallelujah, has the word coming out its mouth, amen, come on, and going in the heart, come on. And not trying to get God to do something He's already done. Well, that'll rub religion wrong. Right? Amen. Hmm. Well praise the Lord put uh you know really it's never really changed if you uh, put uh, put Joshua one on the board put that one on the board Joshua 1 8 put that up there let's try that one all right this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth who is he talking to? he's talking to Joshua Moses is now gone one of the quickest eulogies that was ever written or ever put out was done in Joshua 1 Moses my servant is dead okay let's move on And so anyway, uh, he's telling Joshua, now you're called to do something, and uh, you're going to take these people, these people who have, uh, you know, you've been around for 40 years. Of course, some of that, genera- oh, that generation's gone, but we've moved into the next generation. Come on. The only two left of the other generation is Joshua and Caleb. And he's saying, listen, you got a job to do. He said that uh, he lets it be known. You're coming into the promised land. No enemy shall be able to, uh, you know, you, you can tread on all your enemies. You can take the land from here to there. It's all yours. Be courageous. Amen. Don't, don't come under fear. Come on, somebody, right? And then he said this. This is how it works. This is how it works. So you, you've been given a task. you got to do this. But here's how it works. The book of the law, in other words, the word shall not depart from your mouth. And you shall meditate in it day and night. Why? Because it's got to get in your heart. Because it's gonna. All it's gonna take is a couple grumpy people coming to want to talk to you on a given day, or somebody doing something they shouldn't have done on any given day, and you're caught up in it. Come on, do whatever. Or you you are tired. Didn't get no sleep last night. So you know now you and then you walk out and and then. Somebody's, you know, making dust bowl out there or something. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't just, get, you know, whatever. They just all it takes. It doesn't take much. Some days it don't take much to get you all worked up. And he's supposed to lead millions of people across the river, start taking ground. Come on, somebody, we're going to battle. Right, nothing about this that's gonna be necessarily a smooth sailing, we're gonna to have to because you gotta move everybody. And then when it's all said and done, now you gotta divide the land. This has all been told. So you can imagine now the man of God thinking, okay, I gotta take these people over, we're gonna do battle, we're gonna to to, you know going to take ground, and then when we get done, I gotta I gotta divide this land up. Has anybody ever dealt with, with property line issues? Just with one neighbor. <laughs> you better know who you are in Christ. Amen. Or you'll be, you know, having to repent for something you did or said. Come on, right? Come on now. But he, this, is Moses, uh, me, this is Joshua now being told by God. So the, the word's got to be in your mouth, Joshua. Yep. If it's going to work, it's got to be in your mouth, and you're going to have to meditate on it day and night. Why? Because we've got to get it working in your heart. And what happens is you, you meditate on day and Why? That you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then, in other words, you get it working in you and you get it coming out your mouth. For then you will make your way. You will, you will, you will make your, you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Amen. So you're. Hooking up to what he said, the promises he made, and you're gaining ground because you're doing it the way he said to do it. Are you still with me? Uh, let's see here. Let's go. Uh, let's do Mark 11. Mark 11. Here's a good one. All right, you with me? And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. I mean, that's a good thing to do. Trust in God, believe in God. All right. And then verse 23. Of course, what happened in context, uh, they spoke. To, he spoke to the fig tree, went in, went in, came back out. Fig tree's dead. Everybody's amazed. So he's answering a question. And he says, you know, this is how this stuff works. Amen. You have faith in God. You trust God. But here we go. But assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, everybody say says. Says, says to this mountain. Be removed. What's a mountain? Well, you know, I mean, does this mean that you can go, go talk to Mount Bachelor? Which is really a butte. Better watch. It just doesn't sound good. Come ski on Butte Bachelor. It just doesn't sound as good as "mount. Bachelor. So does that mean speak to Mount Bachelor and Mount Bachelor? And then the, the whole community would be mad at you because the mountain disappeared. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I don't know. You just get that picture and all of a sudden it's like <gasps> Where'd it go? <laughs> so, you know, we know he's not he's not really talking about a physical mountain. He's talking about that which towers over. Come on, that which looks huge, that which is towering over you, that thing you need to overcome, that thing you need to break through from, the thing that you need to deal with and, and beat, that thing you need to have a victory. Come on, whatever it is, you speak unto that thing. Amen. Be removed and be cast into the sea. And it says here, and does not doubt in his heart. So obviously it's got to be working in the heart. I'm just saying it's got to be in your heart. It's got to be in your mouth. Now, doubt, all the word doubt means is to have a, a really just, when you break it down, it's, it, it comes from the root word dis, which means two, twice again. And it just means, uh, you know, really bottom line, to have a second thought. So if you're wa- wavering, you're back and forth, and this is one of the things that Trudy worked with some things last week. Amen. If, it, if you're wavering with this thing, well, they get back into word, get this thing working in you until this thing comes alive again. Amen. It's not, it's not hard, but you just have to be able to police yourself a little bit that when you're up and down, uh, you have to understand that there's a right way that works and, and that which doesn't work. There's a good fight of faith, and then there's there's just no fight at all. I mean, you're not in the fight. And, and, and I'm, I'm trying to bring out today, if I can, that one of the issues we have a lot of times with overcoming is people just don't get in the fight. So you're, you're being mowed over and beat up by something, and you don't get in the fight. So, the only way to get in the fight, though, to make it a good fight of faith is you got to get this thing working in the heart, get it alive in here, and get it coming out your mouth. The right thing coming out your mouth. Are you with me? Because otherwise, what's happening is you're sitting here all upset why God doesn't take something or God doesn't remove something. And God says, Here, if you want to remove, then get it working in your heart and get talking to it. Tell it to be removed and be thou cast into the sea. And he believes that those things he says, he says, he says it will be done and he will have, he will have whatever he says. Are you with me? I mean, we're we're waiting for God to do some things. Listen, your, your faith and confidence is in God. But what you're doing is you're putting your faith and confidence in his promise. What he had already said, I've done this for you. This is yours. Take this. Receive this. Talk this. Don't talk something else. Talk this. Well, we, you know, we, you know, initially we might pray something, and that's good. We we declare the right thing out of prayer, and we pray, we declare in prayer. But then we walk away, and our saying doesn't in, is not in line with our praying. This is what we've been. So what happens is. We come together. We say, "Let's agree," and you say, "Hallelujah." We agree. That's all good. It's all scripture. It's all right. Mm-hmm. But then you you have to walk away from that moment, and you're going to have to talk the same thing. Yeah. And if you're not talking the same thing, then you've just negated right. what you prayed. Well, Pastor, if if I don't, if I can't say that, I, I, just, I just don't know if I could. I don't even know what if I could ever say that. Then don't say anything. Well, then I'd never talk. One brother called it the ministry of silence will do you good. Because, I mean, if all you're going to do is talk about how bad it is or all you're ever going to do is try to you know, call out for, for God to do something He's already said He's done, then we're, we're, we're not in the fight. We're not in the fight. All right, verse uh, 23 again. Uh, uh, but Speak unto that mountain. Be thou removed, be thou cast in sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but he believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Verse 24, amen. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, amen, believe that you receive them. In other words, that same comes out of the same root word of faith. In other words, you have faith that what you prayed you're going to have and it says, you will have them. Is that right? So he's saying, if that deal, whatever it is, it's towering over you. Now, we're talking about overcoming. Don't, ever get a, don't, don't miss the point. Okay, we're in the fight. Okay, something right now is towering. Something right now looks too big. It looks like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Speak unto that thing. All right? Now, go to uh, Romans 4. Let's put Romans 4 on the board. Uh, it's like verse 17. We'll start there. It's talking about Abraham in context. Are you still with me? See, if you take, see, you've already, been, you've already been born of God. You have the potential to do all of this. You have the potential to overcome and conquer. You can do this. You've been born of God. Well, I just love things in my past. No, 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 you're, we're not of your past. You're not of all that mess. You're of God now. And all God's saying now is to plug into you other things that are of me. Take that in, get it working in your heart and get it coming out your mouth and you will overcome every single time. As it is written, that's what he said to Abraham, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. That's what he declared to him. Now at this time he didn't have any kids. Come on. One of his servants, he was kind of, you know, hanging out, you know, you know, you know pouring, pouring out over a, one of his servants' kids, just, to, you know, because, he, you know, that's the closest he had to, to a family. And so, uh, you know, he said, I've made you a father of many nations. And little by little, he got a hold of it, and the problem is then what happened was he got it and she didn't. Right. Then we had an Ishmael. Right. Come on, somebody. But when they both got it, right. Right. we have a promised child. Okay, so he said, I've made you a father of many nations. What he declared, he spoke it. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead. In other words, to a dead thing, God could could bring life into a dead thing. Do you get that? Who gives life to the dead and calls those things. And calls those In other words, he'll call things which do not exist as though they did. Okay? Verse 18, we'll come back to that in a minute. Who contrary to hope. Talking about Abraham here. Who contrary, in other words, it looked like a hopeless situation. But in hope believed that he could, or pardon me, that he became the father of many nations, just like what he said, right? According to what was spoken. In other words, God said it. He finally hooked up, got it working in his heart, spoke it out of his mouth, and we can go back to his life and see that whole, the whole way he God's telling you and me how it works is what he said to Abraham and anybody else that got hold of it. Get it working in here, speak it out your mouth. Get it working in here, speak it out your mouth. Get it working in here, speak it out your mouth. Get it working in here, speak it out your mouth. Get it working in here, speak it out your mouth. Well, it ain't working and they get it going more. Hear it some more. Well, God, how many times do I got to hear it till you get it working in you? And then it wouldn't hurt to just keep hearing it. Come on, somebody. Because you got to get it working in here and you got to get it coming out your mouth. And that's how it works. It's a fight. It's a fight. We're not taking away from it. It's a fight. I mean, sometimes, you know, you're out there and you're just wanting to go and it's just, oh, when is this ever going to stop? Well, probably as soon as you stop wavering. I say that out loud. I'm just saying. See, what happens is you might you might see when you start to get this working, you realize, man, I'm sitting here talking this, and I'm talking that, and I'm talking this, and hey, man, it's like, you know, well, you know, if God was really going to do this, uh, then whoa, 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 breaks, 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 breaks. You know, we could go and, like, pull up, verses like that deal with like the tithe. We can go into um, you know Malachi three. And uh, by the way, Hebrews 7 says it's still at work, by the way. But anyway, you pull up Hebrew, uh, Malachi 3 and you start talking about, you mean know, giving of your tithe and, and what it produces, what and then you know what it goes into right after that? He talks about your words. He said, they're they're all whining and boohooing about, you know, how's this gonna work for me and what's gonna he's he says, what, what about this, and what about that, and will God, how come God, all that kind of stuff. He says, you're having problems because your words are harsh. They're stout against me. If you can change your words, that tithe will begin to work like it should. That offering will begin to work. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're being aggressive with our offering times anymore, because we got to get it coming out of our mouth, the right things. Stop talking about how it don't work. Let's talk about how it does work. Praise God. Amen. So, who conjured hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Verse 19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old by this time. So obviously, this is after a little while, he didn't didn't get it at first, did he? I said he didn't get it working in him at first, but when he got it working in him, here we go. Okay, by this time, he's about 100 years old and talks about the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, that's where he got to. You know what's so cool about this is the boy did, too, struggle. We got it. We got it. Black and white and red. He did too struggle. But God ain't looking at all that. He just says, no, he got to the place. He connected. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Why? By giving glory unto God. Hallelujah. Verse 21, praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 21. Did I give you 21? Okay. And, And being fully, oh, here we go, fully. Everybody say fully. Fully convinced. Fully convinced. Well, you know I, know, I know the Bible says that, but go back. Do it again. Remember, was it some hockey show? Remember that? Again. 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 How many times have I got, again? Well, you know what, again. Well, I just don't, again. Again. Well, I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. And you have the potential to do this. But you got to get it working in here and you got to get it coming out your mouth. And if you will do that, you'll get your victory. Whatever it is. Okay, now, okay. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. It didn't happen at first. But when he got fully convinced, that's all God was, there we go, way to go, boy. <claps> Woo! Let's get her done. Now, the point being is why I read this text and Mark's text, because regardless of whatever it is that is towering over you or whatever it is that is not in front of you that you need to happen, both cases, you're speaking to it. You're telling it to be removed or you're calling it in. And the way you do it is with that which is out of the realm of possibility. The word of God, the language of potential, the language of possibility has got to be coming out your mouth. you got to get it working in here and you got to get it coming out your mouth. Nowadays, um, it's not very difficult to find verses and promises in the word. The word says all the promises of God and Him are yes and amen. I mean, you go to some app or something and you pull up the promises for healing or the promises for, uh, you know, for. Uh, financial increase or breakthrough, whatever it is. Uh, promises uh, of walking free from debt and promises from this. and pro- We can go on down the line. Promises concerning your marriage. Promises concerning your, the raising of your kids. Promises, we just promise after promise after promise. You got hurt and offenses. There's promises how to get free from that. Come on, somebody. There's promises how to, how to you know, to release uh, people and how to do that. There's promises, 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 promises that all come out of the language of potential. That all come out of a realm of possibility, amen, that's been born of God and all you got to do is hook up and all you got to do is get it working in here and speak it out your mouth but it's a fight well I did that once I know, good job well I did that for a week I know, great job. It's better than six days. But you're going to have to do it all the time because it's done, a good fight of faith is seizing what's been offered to you to what you've been called to. And it's the confession in the presence of many witnesses. It doesn't matter whether the people you're even standing around agree with you. And that makes it a fight. And so what happens? Okay, just this is all of us. There ain't any of us excluded from this. The pressure's on. The thing's screaming at you. You know your pocket. You know your wallet's yelling at you. There ain't enough in here. (laughs) I mean, everything has a voice. So it's yelling at you. Your body's screaming at you. Oh my God! What'd you do to me? Why was you so hard on me your whole life? Oh my gosh! Why did you keep eating that day that bacon double cheeseburgers? Oh please! <laughs> it's always screaming at you. Your mind screams Oh no! Everybody's out to give me. Everything hurts. Oh my God! So. Listen, we're not making light of anything. We're just saying that's how this stuff works because it's a fight. And you got to get it working in you to the point that regardless of what's warring again, regardless of the mountain, regardless of what's not appearing yet, regardless, you can still speak, you can still declare, you command it to leave, you call it in, you command it to leave, you call it in, and you got to keep on doing it. And if we'll just stay with it, you get a victory and then you got another notch on the belt Some of this. <laughs> I mean, man, you just be amazed. I mean, sometimes you know, you'd, depending on what you do, you just kind of pull back to just kind of pull her back just a minute. And, Devil, you sure? You know, remember, remember this notch? Remember that one? How about this one? Oh, this one was just two days ago. Oh, I'm still ready. Amen. And so it's just you got to got to get it working in here, and you got to get it coming out your mouth. Amen. Um, you know, sometimes uh, the world or others uh, will will view fully persuaded as arrogance. It's just being fully persuaded. And uh, if you stay fully persuaded, just stay locked on and keep talking out your mouth. Praise God. Pretty soon, you know, one of the greatest witnesses you have is a thing called success. Okay? It's success. So it's working. God healed this. God restored this. God, uh, God provided this. God delivered this, right? The mountain is gone. Hallelujah. That which, uh, you know, uh, that that is not is now because you've called it in. And this is, this is how it works. And when that stuff happens, it isn't long and people... They can't deny success. You can't deny that it works. Right. I remember one time. This is silly. It's it's embarrassing actually. And uh, oh, we were early on. We you know we were li- living out here in Oregon. We weren't here real long. And uh, and by this at the time of this, and we got connected with uh, we got connected with a, a, a minister and, and a good guy, great guy. Love God, man. He was a, a pretty cool guy in that. He just walked in the love of God like probably nobody I've ever met, and uh, and he probably had to because people like me were there, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had some family members, and and we you know kind of connected, and we were gonna go to this church, and and uh, and he had you know he was taking his stand and making declarations, and and uh, you know. Telling, basically telling the enemy where to go and, and um, you know, just standing his ground. And, and uh, so we thought, brother, you don't need to be talking to the devil. It was embarrassing as all get out. Now, back then I thought we were somebody, you know, we're going to tell this guy exactly what, what's what and because we knew so much. So we had this little meeting. Let's sit down and discuss your problems. He just smiled, took it, <laughs> and laughed. <laughs> and, and, that, and, you know, as you grow in the Lord, you realize you better be talking, telling your enemy where to go. Uh, you better speak into that thing, command it to be gone. Come on, somebody. You better take your ground. You better put him under your feet. Come on, somebody. Uh, come on. Or he's just going to keep on taking. He's just going to keep on stealing. And that's what he does. Because that's what he's good at. And so you better get it working in here. And you better get it coming out your mouth. Amen. If you're going to gain your victory. You get your victory, Rick, the same way I get my victory. Same way Trudy gets her victory. Same way Juan gets his victory. Jim gets his victory. Are you hearing me? The same way. We all get it the same way. It's through our faith. Our faith. And so a good fight of faith, amen, if it's going to be a good fight, a working faith has to be something working in here and something coming out here. And if we don't do those, then we get no victory. And then what you do is you begin to lean on everything else as your source. You manipulate, you maneuver, you do all the things to try to make something work. And the whole time, it it comes the same way for everybody. Same way it came for Abraham, same way it came for Joshua, the same way it came for every patriarch of faith. Get it working in here. Get those promises and, and that word that's coming out of that realm of possibly. Get it working in the heart and get it coming out your mouth, and you'll get a victory every time. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. All right. Why don't you all stand up? Praise the Lord. Did you get something here today? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Keep on hearing it. Keep on reading it. Keep on taking it in. Amen. And it just comes. It just starts happening. Amen. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you once again for a people of God that had ears to hear it and a heart to receive it. We give you praise. Hallelujah. That by faith, hallelujah, we gain our victory. We thank you, Lord God, for these truths. We thank you for your word. We thank you for all that comes out of, hallelujah, out of you, out of that realm of possibility that you've made available unto us. And we draw on that. We thank you for that. We receive that. Hallelujah. And we give you praise, amen, for faith working in our hearts and faith coming out our mouth. And as a result of it, Lord God, we give you praise that by our faith, we gain our victory. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.